How are my levels? Perfect. Oh, Everybody's levels are perfect. Why do I feel like that's a lie? No, it's actually true. Everybody sounds great. Well, I just want to make sure that I sound better than Andrew. That oh, well. takes no effort. <laughs> Please. Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Trailer Park Podcast, episode 136. We welcome you, um, and I welcome everyone here with me tonight. That includes my cousin, my my brethren, Daniel, his lovely wife, Amanda, and uh, and him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Him, the devil. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Thank and, you for that warm welcome, Nathan. You're most welcome, uh, Daniel. And I would like to let everyone know that because we have so much to talk about tonight, I am, I'm not going to be doing any number stuff tonight. I'm just going to be jumping in right into the round table because there's just too much, too much to discuss. We have too much content to get to. So that's perfect because 136 is all about urgency. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So I I rush us into the round table because I know that all of us have watched some pretty big deal movies and we probably just want to have a nice round table discussion about them, don't we? Absolutely. Yep. So where do you guys want to begin? I <clears throat> do not. I'm sorry? Well, did, you, did you just speak do... English? No. <laughs> what is that? Are you having a stroke? Are you okay? How are you doing? Are we doing it? <laughs> are we doing it? <laughs> How are you doing it? Yeah, okay. Well, then Table Dune. Let's go. Let's let... Uh, hey, Daniel's the Dune fanatic, so you lead the way. Uh, yeah, this is this was a major buildup for me, as in my entire lifetime. Um, and then I had a buddy at work that I introduced to Dune a few months before the film came out, who just... He became a bigger fan than me, almost. Well, and, not a few months. It was like a few months before the original release date. Yes, that's right. So we've been waiting for over a year because we got postponed and we were devastated. Um, but he's tracked every inch of this film and sent me every review, every trailer variant, every cast member vin- like vignette. Um, and so it was high standards going in. And we all went together as a big crowd to go see it and we were happily satisfied and it may it added to the effect too of having so many people that were excited for dune to be there together because every single iconic scene 
which in this epic film is almost every scene is just like four nerds looking at each other like yeah yeah you see in this the bay jesuit walking off the fucking craft are you seeing that <laughs> so so it was, while while it was you were so fun watching this <laughs> while you were speaking just now when you said the word were i thought you said war and i thought you were gonna say fremen suits Oh yeah, we all wear Fremen suits. Yeah, no, no, it's not. not a real Dune viewing experience unless you're drinking your own urine. No, it's like Villeneuve just crushes everything he does, and I even if even if you're not a huge fan of the movie, the execution is just on such a crazy level. I'm not a huge Dune fanatic in terms of the book, but I have seen the uh, '80s movie, and this was just a delight to ingest all of these visuals and watch Villeneuve do his thing. And then you're just, you know, you get to the end and you're like, if, if there wasn't going to be a second one, then that would be a travesty. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's something to be said. It's a, this is a, this is a positive or compliment to the film that I've heard from many different people, all voicing sort of the same thing, which is that this is the most coherent, the dude material has ever been presented. Because it's very easy to pick up on. He's made it very simple and easy to pick up on the core elements of the spice, of all the political rivalry that's going on, all the motivations of everyone that's involved in the movie. And that's such a complicated matter to get through in the book and then especially in the Lynch movie. So in terms of coherence and uh, making this of just uh, digestible for the masses, finally, I think that he's achieved all of that. So it's just it's a standing ovation for me. Nice. Uh, Amanda or intern? Uh, I just saw it yesterday, finally. Holy shit. Um, yeah, so thanks to everyone for not bringing it up in the group chat because it took a long time for Daniel to be able to go see it with me. Um, we had to take off work. And uh, wow, just so epic and just beautiful to look at. And um, I think near-perfect casting. Um Timothy Chalamet is is Paul and uh, just just a home run. Oh, and and Hans Zimmer fucking crushing Ooh, it more yeah. than he's ever crushed it. Wow. Yeah. And that's, that's saying a lot because the bar is, is very lot. high. Is. He's he's <laughs> so. done so much great composition. I'm just it, it for me. It's more just like oh good <clears throat> they got Hans. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it'll be we'll be fine with him. Is my reaction. And then Chalamet. I just wanted to say. Um, when I watched that Netflix movie, The King, I was like, he's got this. He's, I, I went into that movie like, what? I am not going to buy this character being him and looking like him. And he, he crushed that movie too. Chalamet's solid. He's really good. Yeah. Yep. I'm very impressed. All right. Are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, uh, here we Mad go. Max Fury, Fury Road, this thing. All right. So I do want to let everyone know that. Knowing that there's a second movie, when I get to watch it together with this one, I know it's going to make it much better for me. And it's not like I think that this is a bad movie in any way. I have a couple nitpick things, though. Okay. Sure. Quiet quiet place this. Let's go. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Uh, Josh Brolin's character... Gurney. uh, ...was way over the top oh. unnecessary uh his three lines have you seen the? I, I, it was just too much have you seen the and, david lynch and movie? score that you guys are jizzing over oh here we go uh, also is on another level of it's 
almost comical how over the top this score is. Like every single thing is to the max and and it was a problem. It was a problem for for people dying and me not giving a shit about them. Mm-hmm. Like Jason Momoa go on a fight and die for no reason didn't matter. His death didn't matter. His life didn't matter. You know what did matter is the last knife fight when they introduced actual character and I cared about everyone, including the guy who died, which just didn't happen with, with Momoa. And I hate Josh Brolin because he's too serious. <laughs> this, anyway, movie, this movie is 99% serious. <laughs> yeah. I get it. There's a lot to take in that was fantastic. They're ornithopters, whatever those things are called. You got it right. Yeah. Those were fucking great. Have you read? And I really liked the. I really liked the end. I did read it. I've I've read it a you've long read, time ago. You've read Dune. Okay. I I haven't read. And Dune. I enjoyed it. I've just seen the '80s movie. So. For, yeah, for which this is almost like a seventy-five percent beat for beat for that from that from that '80s movie too. He yeah. takes he takes a lot of the same scenes and sort of chronology. Yeah, Harkonnen is way better. Way better. I hate to in any way validate you know validate anything that the intern ever says but (laughs) i will actually agree with him on on gurney um because but i think it's not because of josh brolin because i don't hate josh brolin i think it's i think he's he's a bigger character in the book and in this movie he didn't really get much screen time like you said he only had a handful of lines and so i guess brolin's like response to limited screen time was just to like be really aggressive well mm-hmm. right to make you remember me if i am but... remembering the 80s movie correctly and i apologize for any spoilers but i don't think gurney's dead no he's not so he'll be back he'll be in the second yeah one. this is one of the things about once the second part comes out yeah like this this movie is gonna i'm gonna enjoy it i think as much as everyone else did this time when i get to see the end like when I get to experience it all as one thing, right. which we're now going to be getting Dune Messiah as the third installment. Oh, they're going to make Messiah. Yeah, that's his. Where are you that's getting his plan now? Where are you getting this information from? That's what uh, Denny's been. That's what villain wants about to do on, on Twitter. Well, directors... yeah, I'd really like to do the th- the second book yeah. as the third movie. Okay, and it'll be a trilogy. The directors say a lot of things. He's doing it. Plus, he should just He's add half it. of Dune Messiah to the second part of Dune that's coming out, and then put the other half of it in Children of Dune, which no. he should put a lot of attention into. No, he should put no <laughs> attention into Children of Dune. <laughs> okay. I want Children of Dune. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's let's talk about something else before the intern makes us all angry. Anyway, Cl- clearly, I, I like. I want, I want more throat singing. Yeah. I, the throat singing was nice. I want all of it. I loved how over the top and epic everything was. And the problem with Duncan Idaho's death is a problem with the book's portrayal of Duncan Idaho's death. He just kind of goes out swinging. Um, I feel like it, it would have been fine if they'd put some more time into making me care about him. Well, it's probably about leaving him alone more. But if they make Messiah, Duncan will be back too. That's right. Well, I'm just saying that the purpose of eliminating Duncan is to leave Paul to his own devices. That's true. Otherwise, he would rely too much on... You know what? I don't have to lay this out for him. 
With his witch mother? I don't have to do with his witch hey, mother. Hey, 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 hey. There's stuff She's in the best character. There's stuff in Dune that's not in any other thing. It's fresh, it's original, it's Villeneuve. It's nice. Oh, I know. It's nice in today's day and age that you can go to the theater and enjoy a movie that's epic like this in science fiction and walk away feeling like you actually experienced something new for a change. <sighs> yes. Anyway, let's talk about I agree about... with all of that. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on before I get uh, unraveled. <laughs> um <laughs> Let's see here. I would like to talk about The Last Duel. Can anyone else talk about that with me? Oh, oh you want to talk about raping? <laughs> oh, my God. I There's... want to know about this movie even though I haven't seen it. Rape dueling? This okay. is interesting. Okay, so I'm assuming that only I and Andrew have watched this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm aware of it, though. Okay. Uh, we covered it on this show. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, <laughs> to you. The violence is brutal. It is. Yeah, but is it brutal? <laughs> no, it's like, what is that for? <laughs> that, that, that's, that's intern's complaint is that line. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what is this? Which I love from Gurney. Oh, okay. they're not human. They're brutal. <laughs> you're, you're quoting Dune. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm not used to this. <clears throat> it's like quoting a movie. Okay. That he just watched. You just watched it for the second time yesterday? Or have you been more than that? That was my second time yesterday. Now I'm free to watch it on HBO Max. I had to watch it twice in the theater at least. Okay, all right. Um, Let me rephrase. The violence in The Last Duel is surprisingly in your face. Nice. And I really, really enjoyed it. Like, I think we're going to talk about Ridley Scott again tonight with House of Gucci, but I think he might... if, If he's really stacking the the docket to win an oscar before he dies i think he might win it for that one for the last duel so it was awesome i really enjoyed it andrew oh wait so it's actually a good movie too yeah it's great i loved it how was ben affleck's hair though oh oh, his, oh don't even his, worry about it his his petulance <laughs> oh his his ben affleck's character is oh ugh, it's just the best oh it's awful but it's great yeah no, he's he pulls it off. It's, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Did you like it as well, in turn? Well, I'll say this. I'll say that The Last Duel is a fantastic movie that I will never watch again. Well, if I do, it'll be many years from now. It's fair. Um, yeah. But it's really good. I just, you know. It's not like First Night, where you can just put it on and, you know, close your eyes and let the music swoon over you. Well, <laughs> this... <laughs> Yeah, so this is not a cheese ball movie. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Can, can Correct. I can I ruin stuff here? I no, feel I like don't want to see it. It's no in the name I, of the king. I won't. No, I won't ruin it. Don't. It's fine. We'll just we'll just both pump the tires of it for them, and then they can you know watch it two years from now. No, I think I might watch it soon. Yeah, you might. Yeah, you can do a <laughs> double feature with uh, House of Gucky. House of Gucky. I I've been told to watch specifically the last duel in the last duel yeah well that's fair yeah you could do that by itself well that's fine you should watch the whole thing so you you could experience i mean you've now established that you like long uh dramas right with your enjoyment of dune (laughs) yeah as long as they're coupled with decades of childhood nostalgia (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um no it's fair i might give it a shot okay all right uh I have another one to talk about unless someone else wants to take the mic. Uh, I've got, we we have one more and then I've got an extra one on top of that. So, okay, go ahead. 
Uh, we watched one last night that we were kind of surprised by. It is a it's a TPP entrant. What? It, um, we watched the Night House last oh, night. Oh, with that. Oh, uh, really? Oh, what's her name? I forget her name. Rebecca Hall. Rebecca Hall. Ah, yes. Thank you. Randomly, very good. I was like, curious because all the feedback on that was like all the comments on the internet and stuff. People had watched it at film festivals. They were all like surprised. So yeah, it. We were both Daniel too. Were genuinely like scared for the majority of the movie. What? And it, it's wow. quite scary. Yeah, it's kind of remarkable what it manages manages to pull off. And the the trailer, and that's no knocking the trailer, um, really doesn't capture what the movie ends up being about because it's sort of cerebral, I guess, in concept. Yeah, it's very. I would say borderline psychedelic, like hallucinatory almost. All the like kind of ghostly encounters are very well done visually. In terms of atmosphere and vibe, this movie is yeah, it's very it's it's quite scary. And it gets and it gets like interdimensional. Not, not no, interdimensional, no. but just like the the movie makes it seem like it's about this very simple concept when actually that's like a small layer within a larger concept, I guess. Um Interesting. It's hard to say without giving it's it away. It's hard to describe. That's probably why the trailer didn't really quite capture it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, it looked complex, I think. It, it hinted at a complexity that we weren't sure if it was going to be able to pull off. Yeah. As I remember. And I would say it, It. I can't honestly say that it truly pulls it off. I think it gets a little confusing maybe at one point. But no, just in terms of scary, solid horror film, you're not going to find much like this this is very uniquely scary and uh, quite a trip to watch i don't think can you talk about somebody acting by themselves she's by herself most of the film huh. and it just kills it it's hard to do that i mean it's one thing to just act by yourself it's another thing to do it and be compelling to an audience yeah she's she pulls off some very like complex i think um mm -hmm. things that you wouldn't expect like it's not just that she's really great at being terrified or at being emotional. She's also really good at being strong or or weirdly brave in situations yeah. that you wouldn't. <clears throat> and it's believable. I want to address a comment that Amanda made where she said that you, Daniel, were scared. And I just want to say that that kind of shatters a bit of an illusion for me. Because I never, with all of the uh, horror movies that you've subjected yourself to, I didn't picture you getting scared very easily like you know in a home invasion i picture you and maybe i've got you you know pumped up a little bit here in my mind but in a home invasion i kind of pictured you using your family as bait and then standing over top of the assailant with a shotgun with like smoke coming out of the barrels as you <laughs> as you resolve the situation you know like a, oh yeah like, have, like, a, like a short I... scream from amanda and like boom and it's just like i heard him coming yeah yeah we given the right opportunity uh, i would i would revel in that kind of situation and yeah when she says the word scared like we need to really hone in on what that means it's not me like biting my fingernails like oh my god somebody turned the lights on for me um oh sure you, i see sweat you, dripping off your face yeah no there it's was like, like tension in yeah. your body yeah, i mean extreme <laughs> extreme horror centric tension like keeping you in a state of uncertainty and dread which is where true fear comes from uh, like 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 an acknowledgement of an emotion that is uh resetting your alignment into protect mode 
Sure. It, it, it has maybe one jump scare in the entire film. So all of its scariness comes from very well-built tension and you just kind of having the rug pulled out from you from time to time. So uh, situations where the average horror movie you'd be able to anticipate and this one is turning a different corner or taking a different path, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, you are following this movie for a lot of it as opposed to being ahead of it, yeah. yeah. Which is refreshing. Uh, I just wanted to make a comment that Chelsea really enjoyed our uh, Quiet Place segment on the last episode when she listened <laughs> to it. And uh, and she was like, <laughs> she, she wants us to do it to more movies than just Quiet Place. She feels like it was unfair attack. So anytime we have an opportunity to... to quiet place a movie we should be uh looking to carve <laughs> carve them up apparently oh she just wants us to like break down the logic holes of movies more yeah. often yes yeah okay, movies good. yeah i mean if if there's a way to chris like like uh intern just did with dune it was offensive but he tried so <laughs> right right yeah. In turn, have you have you watched anything? Do you want to talk about last night in Soho really quickly? None of us have seen that, so you can't uh, really tell us anything about it. I was the only one in the theater when I left. There was this seventy-five-year-old manager lady who was cleaning up, and like it was just my car and her car <laughs> when I left. I was like, "This is this is gonna be terrifying for you because I'm like a greasy, greasy old man." walking out of the theater like i could i could kill you right now oh my gosh she looks up from sweeping it's just you at the end of the hallway breathing heavy yeah did you think these things or did you say them to her oh no i I left with my head down like (laughs) okay this is creepy for you it should be creepy yeah anyway he had said uh, it to her hey this must be pretty scary how just you be here alone (laughs) (laughs) great work up there Um, in the projection room i watched antlers oh, before yeah. that that was a Ooh. while back that that one got delayed pretty heavily and uh i want to say that they did a lot of things really good in antlers and it wasn't a very good movie um, okay i i like that kind of review that means i'm gonna watch this movie yeah it's just too bad yeah i like that about i like that about horror films though sometimes sometimes it's about like hitting the concept and sometimes the movie doesn't quite pair up <clears throat> At least they tried. Yeah. At least they walked in that direction. Maybe someone else will take it. Yeah. Take the ball. That Antlers is that weird, like... It's got Felicity. That, like, noiry yeah. horror thing, right? Is that about the Wendigo? Yeah, Skierma. That's right. It that's is about the Wendigo, yeah. I kept wanting to say creature feature. I was like, why is that in my brain? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember doing the research on Antlers for that podcast. It, it got delayed quite a bit, so it was quite a while ago. But I remember being pretty interested in that Wendigo myth. It's kind of cool. Skinwalkers. I didn't like. Yeah, no. I didn't like that America was trying to take the Wendigo and uh, really take it away from Canada because it's clearly a Canadian animal or beast. I think you blame Stephen King for that pet cemetery. Yeah, he did. He stole it. Asshole. Or he dragged it down into Maine, a state that even Americans don't care about. It's not even a state. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I got another one to talk about. James Bond. Mm, 
Are you ready for me to rip this apart too? Uh, no, I don't want you to talk yet. I want to share my, <laughs> I want to share my feedback about No Time to Die. I feel like No Time to Die was much better than Spectre, <clears throat> and it was a fun, like Spectre. If if Daniel Craig's uh, last Bond movie was Spectre, I think it would have left a bitter taste in my mouth. And this one. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm. I feel much better now after this. So I feel much better about it. And it also has the best Bond girl, uh, my favorite oh, Bond girl ever, by far, with like uh, two minutes of screen time. Yeah, she right? was awesome. Yeah, it was Anna, Anna, de, Armas Anna de Arms, and she. It was great. I. Do you guys mind if I tell you about her? Go ahead. Um. So she's like she was American, right? She was CIA. Or something else. I forget. But anyway. She's a friend of Felix's. Yeah, right. But it was like her... It's like she shows up and meets Bond at a a cocktail bar. And she's like his backup. And it's her first mission ever. She's been... She's like super nervous and like, you know, looks totally uncertain about the situation. And she's in this (laughs) crazy awesome dress and she's looking smoking hot. And, you know, she's like, I've just been in the field for two weeks this is my first thing and he's like okay well let's go and she fucking kicks ass and then just goes see you later boom gone yeah i was like wow she's just so enchanting just showed up <laughs> looks fucking hot the whole time she's kicking everybody's ass so fucking awesome it was great do you do you know what happened with her what now oh she's, yeah she's in talks she's to star and do She's in. Hey, I'm the purveyor of information here. <laughs> She's in talks to star in a John Wick spinoff called Ballerina. Pretty much because of how wait. much ass she kicked in that one scene. Yeah. So let me ask you then: Is that does how do, how is her fight choreography? Oh, in she's, it. She's awesome. It's fun. okay. It's so good. Yeah. So I've yeah. I've noticed I've watched a lot of female focused no, looks... revenge movies lately. Like 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 a lot and. There's something I've noticed that I've that that I finally was able to put my finger on about why I have an issue with almost all of them. They cannot fight fast enough. Their choreography is too slow always. Right. Is that the problem? And they're women. No, Daniel. So <laughs> one of the problems that I've found with uh, all the the female revenge movies that you've watched and I have obviously watched is that when they hit someone, they fly away like. A hundred and twenty pound female can knock Dave Bautista on his ass like it's nothing, right? Which isn't the case. Like That's uppercut off office feet. Yeah, no. <laughs> but she still kicks their asses, and it's great. But it doesn't look totally ridiculous. Like yeah. she doesn't look like a superhero. Right, it's playing to her strengths. Yeah, 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 yeah. The we- she's, yeah, he, she's Jackie Channing. Like, <laughs> I don't know how it'll be with. John Wick. I just know that that's that scene will go down for me as top five probably the rest of my life for Bond girls. That was great. Uh, I am so, not too sure about Rami Malek as the villain. I I don't know. I was kind of I was on the fence about a few things about No Time to Die, but overall positive experience. I'm gonna say my problem is that with this Bond is that they had that scene in there with Anna de Armas. Is like one of the best Bond scenes, and every fight scene with Daniel Craig, the shaky cam, jump cuts, nah. 
It wasn't it was that really bad. disappointing. It wasn't that bad for for all the hand to hand fights. Shaky, with Daniel shaky Craig. cam pisses me off, and it wasn't that bad. It's not. It's not Quantum of Solace. That's oh, for no. sure. Quantum of Solace. Well, the guy just like I don't know. He he took Quaaludes or something, and grabbed hold of that camera. <laughs> <laughs> Quantum of Solace like we were watching all the Bonds for Craig leading up to it and we we checked out Quantum and it's been a long time and I'm like Jesus Christ like it just makes you sick like they just it's like they get into a fight and then the fucking camera's like looking at the ceiling looking over at the wall like it's all over the place and then oh what's the outcome of the fight oh okay ridiculous yeah, yeah. I've got one more okay Um, I've actually been like just coasting through shutter and netflix horror movies lately so many that i can't even kind of pull them from memory but one that does stick so i figure it's worth mentioning <clears throat> it's a norwegian horror film called the trip and it's actually kind of starts off as a horror comedy and then turns like straight fucking hardcore and it's it's a a, a man and a woman they're obviously their marriage is on the rocks and they're going out to like a cabin in the woods to have Uh, like rejuvenate our relationship type of vacation. Right. And (laughs) once they get there, it's revealed that the husband is actually trying to murder his wife, which then reveals she's also trying to murder him (laughs) and that they both have simultaneously decided to try and murder each other at this vacation. (laughs) And then that's just the beginning. Then there are like two or three more layers that reveal themselves and the movie goes super fucking dark. And if you want to see some people just pushed to the fucking brink and made to be as pathetic and disgusting as possible to try and get out of their circumstances, uh, this movie will not disappoint. It ramped up so hard <laughs> that I was like, holy shit. I don't know if I can watch this man demean himself like this. Uh Big recommend on that one. Just a, f- a weird, fun, gruesome, grim uh, foreign horror movie. Man, that's interesting. That sounds like uh, like a like it could be a real good big ticket movie with big stars. That that concept sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, that'll that'll get remade. Maybe there'll be an an American version. It it could. That's I could I could one hundred percent see this getting remade. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you want to take a dump on uh, the fulcrum from last from one three five's lineup? Oh, from uh, oh god, what was it called? There's someone inside your house. There's someone inside your house. Yeah, no, I no, would... don't do it. We mean don't do it. I haven't watched it yet. He has to watch it. Oh, okay, okay. You want to wait? Just on... say you don't like it, and that'll be fine. Let's... No, no. This 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 will be a fair dump. It's actually a lot like I predicted. It does have very Scream-esque qualities to it for a new generation. Like, oh my God, everyone's being revealed for their dark secrets from their social media life. So I actually kind of appreciate it for that. The problem that I have with it is that it is the most eye-rolling acceptance, social justice culture, cancel culture, film premise ever. Every single person in it is just like, holy God. <laughs> well, intern, lives, in, intern lives in BC, so he'll he'll love all that. He'll enjoy it. But it's not done with any finesse. It's not that <laughs> there, there's just no subtlety to it at all. So it's just like <laughs> you're being beaten over the head with a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're female or you're a person of color, uh, you're a victim. You're a terrible, terrible, weak victim. Poor you. And if you're white, straight up evil. 
like satanic evil. Well, I should probably have, get a good laugh out of it at least. Yeah. Uh yeah, I know all in the all in the nose. None of it done none of it done in a way that's like, okay, well this this, this works. <clears throat> so this will be a really good back to back with red notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw red notice, uh the rating it got on Joe Blow. It's was it a negative? Uh no, it was a five. Extra rotten? So they spent sixty million dollars on three actors for a five, which is kind of what I think that's we exactly all exactly what we expected. Yeah, that's what we expected. Is this a five out of a hundred? <laughs> uh five out of ten. That's almost even worse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ugh. So uh, if no one has anything else, I'm going to uh do a burden list update. Oh good, I can do that too. You can, okay. Um Amanda, can you do a burden list update? Not today. Uh Daniel, can you do a burden list update? What's my burden list? <laughs> <laughs> we updated you last time on the we last gave episode. You, we, we we helped you out yeah, majorly. It's, it's only Midnight last Special time. and Zootopia. So you know. Oh, Zootopia was the other one? Yeah. Uh Midnight Special starring Michael Shannon. Oh right. Oh is that fair? I think I saw that. Oh. Well, if you've, it out. if you've seen it, then you'll have to recall some details from the film. <laughs> it's without sort of like a report. Being... <laughs> it's a lot of Michael Shannon like squinching his face. <laughs> no, no, without oh, being prompted. Jesus. We're going to need actual details. Um, so I am taking down off of my burden list the slums of Beverly Hills. Did you like it? Uh, I did. I think that it benefited a lot from the cast. Because I kept thinking that if it didn't have the cast that it had, then the, you know, coming of age, impoverished girl story would have kind of not uh, hit <laughs> hit above its weight, you know. <laughs> but I don't know. There's a lot of positive feedback about the movie. So it was like, okay, all right. You know, it's got like 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty impressive, actually, for just a coming of age story, especially a late 90s coming of age story. It It, it was a quality indie film when indie films were not yet having a great track record for that i think it got yeah it got a lot of attention at a time when it when it when other movies like it were to got getting anything well it also casted like if, if you take it in context right like it had alan arkin mm-hmm. before little miss sunshine and argo so it's not like he was you know like that the character that alan arkin plays is usually just himself you know right they hadn't caught on to his like comedic <laughs> Yeah. Genius yet. Yeah, and and uh man, what's her name? Natasha Leone. No, Natasha no, it was the other um I can't believe I can't remember her name. <sighs> wow. Um my cousin Vinny girl. Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei? Marissa Tomei, yeah. Um like they they have her in a major role in the movie and they have uh Natasha Leone and they had Alan Arkin. And they also had Carl Reiner show up later in the movie. I loved him. He was like, oh, they just beat down on those people, actually. The more I think about that part of it, that's that's like the favorite part of it for me. It's just like <laughs> the shitting on this guy. Yeah, yeah. And he keeps he keeps rope-a-doping all of it. Like, But yeah, and more like an indie movie, like totally self-unaware kind of way. Just like this is his rhythm and he needs to stay in it. And if he gets let out of that rhythm, then he will fall to pieces, which is why she has to lift him up at the end to be like no 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 dad get back into your rhythm it's fine it doesn't matter let's go to right. Sizz- let's go to sizzler so <clears throat> yeah no it's 
It's an, it was enjoyable. It's just a cute little movie. It's nothing to like. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it was it was enjoyable. I, I had a good time. Would you like to know what's going up on your burning list, Amanda? The the selection the selection is going to be for you. Oh, okay, yeah. Hey, hey, Jay, hey, Jay. <laughs> okay. You motherfuckers will be playing basketball in Pelican <laughs> Bay when I get finished with you, Jay. Jay. Uh, training, training. I need my money. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Training Day, the movie that doesn't have Jake Gyllenhaal in it. <laughs> that we use for all of our Jake Gyllenhaal clips. That's correct, yeah. Okay, um, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, but you'll notice that all my clips from that part of the movie, like I've thrown in extra Jakes <laughs> before and after. All those things that he says, like he's not, he doesn't say Jake as much as I, <laughs> as much as these recordings suggest that he does. Would indicate. Yeah. No, I was like clipping him saying Jake and putting it at the beginning and the end and <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, I think it's it's perfect because of our ongoing uh <laughs> the infamy of the clips and your realization that they have nothing to do with Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I think that's perfect. So, yes, uh intern, what are you taking down? Uh Cruella. Okay. I haven't seen and this, but Amanda has. I want to say about Cruella that they must be paying a lot of money for the soundtrack. Yeah. Like a lot of money. Yeah. Does Disney not it, already it own rate, all of it? <laughs> it all the the songs that are coming out are not the the main bands playing them, but you know every song and someone else's it's like a cover. So they're paying two people. For every song and every single one, it comes one after another, after another. You're like singing along to the whole movie. You were? Well, yeah. <laughs> Can you give us a little? No. Of what you were singing? Uh, I watched this on the 13th of October. I've seen way too many movies. Oh, so you're saying that you would sing for us if you could. On my own. So I can update this archive now. Archive now. Oh, don't you know that you guys are wrong all the time? time. (laughs) Sorry. In my archive. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, sounds like you had fun with it. If you were singing along, then you were, in fact, enjoying your experience. Oh, yeah. Amanda, did you find yourself singing along to Cruella? Yeah. Yeah, lots of, you know, popular songs. Kind of hard not to. Kill those dogs. Skin their skins. <laughs> she doesn't kill the dogs. That's great. I'll watch the next one. Wow. You know, I, I'm the sounds, least Sounds like you had more... Uh, as, more... A, as a Disney remake or whatever, live action, this is the least offensive one that's happened. You mean like you'll watch the next remake or like you'll watch Cruella 2? Oh, Cruella 2 or whatever. Yeah, where it's all about like she gets into like the exotic game cuisine. Where it's just 101 Dalmatians? Yeah. But no, they have like they like pull in rare endangered animals from all over the planet for high-end customers to eat. What sure. are you talking about? He's <laughs> talking about eating dogs. I think he's being I, racist, actually. He's being, yeah. That part's unclear, though. It's gray. All I know is that the intern is criticizing. Where did the racist part come from? 
Let's talk about eating endangered animals. And you guys are like, wow, racist. <laughs> well, in, in, in t- I'm just tied up with intern criticizing Dune more than Cruella. I'm kind of, I'm just kind of lost in that. I half expected it. Well, Dune is more fresh in my mind. Cruella I watched and I've pretty much forgotten most of what's happened, but I, I wasn't offended as I normally am by all this Disney garbage. I feel like they, they did a, a fine job for what they're, they're wanting to do. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, well, thanks a lot, intern. Uh, what's going up on your burden list, Nathan? Oh, what is it? Is the Green Knight. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, enjoy that. Wait, are Mostly you are you I burdening it to me might. because it's good, or are you burdening it to me because you want to punish me? I feel like you might, I don't know, both enjoy it and be offended at the same time. <laughs> Because I didn't put that on a lineup specifically because of the comments that I read from people who had seen it, which kind of made it sound like a waste of everyone's time. But I'll watch it. <laughs> no. I thought people yeah. loved it. I thought everybody was confused by it. That sums up everything. That's all points of view. <laughs> <laughs> Potential outcomes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes, yeah, so it could be black, white, or gray. <laughs> Okay, so because of the overwhelming content tonight, I also don't have anything else. I just wanted to jump in right into the lineup. We had too much to table here at the round table. Too much was watched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. So we just got we just got to get going. We have before us what could be the greatest lineup that we have ever experienced. You know, I knew that. I knew when I woke up this morning, I knew that this was going to be the best lineup that we've ever had. <laughs> I'm just reading a press release here from Sad Sack Studios right now. It says here that this is the greatest lineup that we have ever had. Before. Okay, now we don't say this very often. On tra- <laughs> the greatest lineup you will ever witness as a member of this podcast. In the lineup for which all of you shall be bequeathed. And I'm not fucking around this time. This time it is serious. Tonight could be the greatest lineup, pound for pound, best lineup we've ever experienced before on Trailer Park Podcast. Wow! Well, I like a good pound. Uh, Sadzak has, has issued a few statements, okay? Okay, here we go. Best show ever. Uh, um, <laughs> this lineup will change your life yeah, and so, you'll punch a baby. And uh, number 80 means harmony. All right, Daniel. It's time for our headliner. <gasps> it's time to take out the trash. House of Gucci. House of Gucci. Here we go. It was a name that sounded so sweet, so seductive. Synonymous with words, style, power. But that name was a curse too. I've been a Gucci all my life. Your name is in the history books. Paolo, you are Gucci, you need to dress the part. It's chic. (laughs) 
Gucci needs new blood. It's time to take out the trash. They're my family. So am I. You picked a real firecracker. She's a handful. Bravo. I don't consider myself to be a particularly ethical person, but I am fair. Can you keep a secret? Father, son, and house of Gucci. Nathan, house of Gucci, worried or excited? I think I should throw it over to Amanda to lead us off tonight because this is Gaga. This is uh, this is one that she's really amped about. So I think it'd be better for you to lead off, Amanda. Oh well, thank you. Uh, this is definitely you know after Dune. This is the the second uh, entry in my list of can't waits for the year. Um, I think it looks fantastic. Uh, the cast is beyond reproach. Um, and I, I, I can't, I just can't wait. I cannot wait. I can't even recognize Lido. Not, yeah. not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Um, I, I love a good family drama, you know, sort of mobby type thing. Uh, that's in my wheelhouse to begin with. Uh, I guess Ridley Scott is, is kicking into a twilight years stride here. And, um, <clears throat> Lady Gaga herself looks great. I love that she's like kind of kind of chubbed out a little bit for the role. And um yeah, I, I can't I can't wait. It's gonna be so good. One of one of the things that I felt watching the trailer, and not just this trailer, the other trailer too, um, was that I wasn't so sure about her accent. I was like, I don't I don't know if it's it's so such an interesting accent. And then I read somewhere in the comments in the research for this podcast that they were like, watch this video. And they linked you to a video of kind of a side-by-side between the real, um, man, what is the name of the woman she's playing? Patrizia. All right, Patrizia Reggiani. Yeah, they had her from way back talking, and then they had Gaga talking. And she's actually really close to what this lady really sounds like, which is she just is a unique person with a unique English uh, accent when she's, cause she's Italian, but when she speaks English, she sounds a lot like what Gaga's doing. So that's really cool. And one of the funniest comments I saw was that Lady Gaga kind of, this person on Reddit said, Lady Gaga kind of sounds like Gru from Despicable Me. Sign me the fuck <laughs> up. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Yeah. A little bit, right? I love that some of the, all of the accents, actually. The it's time to take out the trash, and uh, you picked a real firecracker. It's uh, yeah. It's gonna be entertaining to listen to at the same time as watch. And I did a bunch of research on. Uh, I ended up reading about uh, Ridley Scott again. Not doing research, but just 
it whenever Ridley Scott's up there, just they they talk about him and they say that he's just he prepares everything so thoroughly that he just sets things up and knocks them down. And he sometimes does things in one take. He's just like, he just needs the money and the people involved to make things happen. And he just executes. So I'd be interested to see if one of these movies, this one, uh, last duel and the Napoleon movie he's making kit bank. Uh, one of them has got to win something. So, I mean, it's about time that they just gave him something. Oh, another comment I wanted to make was that Jeremy Irons in this trailer, when he's, sitting in that chair smoking the cigarette with his legs stretched out. That's like the whole career of Jeremy Irons. Yes. <laughs> it's him just lounging, yeah. looking serious. Yeah. Like he's just, he's won Oscars doing that. I, like he's, he's done it all. Like he's just, that's all he's done though is pretty much sums him up. But yeah, I'm excited. Two hours and 37 minutes, Daniel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you slip that in there real quick on me. So about as long as Dune. <clears throat> That's true. Um, uh, I think the casting for this is where it really, really shows its polish. Because this is normally not the kind of film that I would be into. In fact, the kind of movie that I would probably not probably walk away from actively if I saw it. It seems like an HBO kind of movie premise to go after the Gucci story like this. But the casting they've done is so intriguing and perfect that I'm almost com- convinced I might want to go along for this ride just to watch Adam Driver pop a collar in a fucking Lamborghini uh, <laughs> as as Gaga blasphemes <clears throat> the Holy Ghost. So, um, and then and then Leto, what is what is what is, what is, what is it like auditioning as Leto? Like, does he come in and they're like, no, no, you're not at all what we're looking for. We're looking for like an old ball guy. And then he just comes back as an old ball guy, and they're like, "Oh." I saw one one comment on the internet was just like, "Why didn't they just hire Dennis Franz <laughs> instead of Jared Leto playing Dennis Franz?" Yeah, well, it's just very bizarre because, like, I'm down for it. It's always interesting when Bale and stuff can pull out these weird transformations like this, and Leto seems to be really on board with wanting to do it as. He he's done it a couple other times, getting really big and chunky for like straight to film, straight to DVD serial killer movies. Um, oh yeah, that one where he, about the guy that killed John Lennon. Yeah, and he like I don't know. I'll go. He 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 goes for it. He usually does pretty well. It's just really odd. Is it because he's like oh, I'm just too hot? I don't want only hot guy roles. Well, I mean, you take this in one hand, and then you look at that Morbius thing that's coming out. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm not sure. It's like it's like watching Tom Hardy do something cool and then watching him do Venom and you're like <sighs> I I just watched Venom for the first time just recently. I did not have a problem with it. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So is that an excited for Gucci? <laughs> I mean Oh here we sure. go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Market is worried. <laughs> oh man. I didn't know that Selma Hayek is married to the CEO and founder of the company that owns Gucci right now. Hmm. Huh. A little marketing movie. <laughs> so I think she may have got a role. I mean, Gucci back in the... Because of that. Back in the media. I don't yeah, but think, I think she'll uh, do good in, in the role that she's in. Because I think she's like her psychic or something. Oh, okay. Well, It seems like a very Hayek <laughs> appropriate role. She's not a bad actress. I'm just... No, she's fine. I'm just pointing out the connection. And then I'm tossing this over to the intern so he can say whatever he's going to say. 
I'm going to say that Ridley Scott is pulling a Soderbergh here. Soderbergh? With his uh, traffic Aaron Brockovich double combo. Oh, okay. Um, I think this is going to be much more rewatchable than The Last Duel. And I'm more excited for it. Also, this is Oscar bait. Just because it's a with Gaga, biopic. is she going to get nominated for? Oh yeah, well that's a, a movie nominated. every year sure. now as actress. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Um, is she going to deserve to win Best Actress? Is she going to get an EGOT? I hope she does get an EGOT in her. Well, career. she already has her, her Oscar. Yeah, but it's for music. I know, I know that still counts, but like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure she has an Emmy, but she just needs a Tony. Um, is there an uh, a musician turned actress that has won Best Actress. Barbara Streisand, maybe. Maybe did I she think, win? I think Cher did it too. Yeah, I think Cher did too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cher won for Moonstruck. Gotcha. Oh, you mean she stood on the back of Nicolas Cage? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's what happened. <laughs> she was lifted up. By... <laughs> That's sarcasm. Um. Hey. I'm really excited for this. I think that everything about it, this is uh, actors acting. Every single one of them is a great actor in this. Yeah, this I just can't wait to watch it. You make a good point. There's going to be a lot of acting They're in this movie. They're going to be <laughs> acting it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, does it? Does everybody here know the story of what happened with the Gucci's? Uh, someone dies. It's a bunch of like rich weirdos getting weird, and someone gets murdered because they're all fucking rich and weird. Right? Do you know? Do you know who gets murdered? Uh, don't tell me. I don't know. I don't, don't. want to know. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I I you know researched stuff for this podcast, and I found out things, and I don't get to share them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can share it after we all watch. And the buzzer went. Shut up. No together. <laughs> All right, so this episode is pandering to the intern a little bit tonight. I'm just warning everybody. Thank God. (laughs) Or Gucci. (laughs) Trailer number two is brought to us by one of the greatest directors of all time, Jane Campion. It's called The Power of the Dog. Power of the dog. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Twenty-five years since our first run together. Nineteen hundred and nothing. It's a long time. What you doing? Getting mixed up with her. You are marvelous, Rose. We were married someday. made these. I did, sir. Well, Brother Phil? 
Open up the gate, let him out. You sure he's not ready? Go on, let him out. It's just a man, Peter. Only another man. <laughs> man was made by patience and the odds against him. For what kind of man would I be if I did not help my mother? Peter! If I did not save her. Some place out here, Pete. Unless you get in the swing of things. Intern, power of the dog. Worried or excited? Well, I would like to confirm that Jane Campion is one of the greatest directors of all time. Examples? Um, you need only. One. Don't say the piano. Examples. <sighs> <laughs> the pia- the piano? Yeah, starring uh, Harvey Keitel. I mean, I know the movie, but that was like 30 fucking years ago. Yeah. The sad Jewish yeah. piano movie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, Call actually, no. The, the pianist was the sad Jewish piano movie. Oh, that's right. Oh, Still. right. The piano. The piano. It's a silent movie about a piano. I think <laughs> it was Holly Hunter... Um, I think she played a deaf woman. I forget. I don't know. Harvey Keitel showed his penis. That was a big deal to everybody. I just remember <laughs> she's deaf. I was thinking of the right movie. With the... Anyway, carry on. Oh, yeah, and it had Anna Paquin in it when she was 10 years old, when she was actually a good actress. <laughs> uh, she also did In the Cut. Oh, right. Yeah, that's where right. Got yeah, we the, all remember uh, that one. Mark. A real, a real erect. That hockey bigger. romance comedy? No. No, in the cut's the one with Meg Ryan and Mark Ruffalo, and she sucks on his wang. What's the What's the one I'm thinking of? Cutting Edge. Cutting Edge. <laughs> That's a classic. Hey, that takes place in Calgary. That takes place at the Calgary Olympics. Holy Smoke was, yeah, just, really good. Just going down as one of the best. Yeah, Hall of Fame director. Okay, continue. The uh, Portrait of a Lady. Stop it. Oh. Gone Girl. That's so good. Gone Girl. It's David Fincher. <laughs> That is one of his plus threes, though. <sighs> anyway. Uh, All right. So it's. I really want to watch this. Uh, Jesse Plemons is turning into, you know, a really great actor. Was originally supposed to be Paul Dano. You know, I'm not such a big fan of his, although Paul Dano is in a lot of great movies. It was supposed to be him and Elizabeth Moss, and both of them. I uh, had to back out because of scheduling conflicts. So real life husband and wife, Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst instead, which and probably Kirsten Dunst works better. Is also a great actor. Yeah, she's I didn't com- recognize her at first. She's, she's, she's coming around. She says Peter again. Did you guys know that's a thing on the internet? Yeah. Yeah. yeah she says Peter a lot. I picked up on her right away. I was like, oh, again. But it's it's a thing. There's like huge... YouTube videos about how many times she says Peter in movies, and not just Spider-Man either. Right. What's the other? Peter. 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 Peter.
Oh, wow. <laughs> Poor thing. That's, that's amazing. That's for you. Now, now in her like twilight of her career, there's going to be directors that like know about this and they're going to purposefully do it to her. Well, I wonder, <laughs> I wondered after watching some of this earlier today, I was like, when she gets a script and she sees the name Peter, she's like, Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> God damn it. Something like that. She's like, it's not even a common name anymore. <laughs> she excited about power of the dog. Um, their intern. What I'm excited about is seeing all these people that, have been superheroes or in superhero movies um not doing that right watching people get the opportunity to actually act right yeah but hey with a camera yeah it's just doctor strange right everybody else is a side character or a girlfriend well kristen dunst is <clears throat> was mary, peter mary jane in the first peter spider-man Jesse Plemons, I don't think he's... Been, but yeah, you're right. Ben Doctor Strange Batch was... Uh, is yeah, but he totally kills Doctor a fucking Strange. kid in Breaking Bad. That's true, he does. Yeah, he's badass in that. That was his debut, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. no, you're right. Big Dick uh, Buttersnatch looks good. Yeah. Banderbatch, Crumpet Patch. Uh, so this is a double excited. I don't know if I said I was excited for House of Gucky, but I'm excited for both of them. Okay. Okay. Do you guys know that making fun of Benedict Cumberbatch's name is a is a big thing on the internet. Oh, it makes yeah. sense. <clears throat> oh, it's there's so many. Okay, there's a there's a Benedict Cumberbatch funny name generator. God, Jesus! I can just click them right now. I'm going to say generate name, and I'll read you some of them. Tumblewink Banglestork. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Shamblewink Cum- Cumberpork. Yeah, because it sounds like <laughs> what well, sounds like that already. <laughs> you just like go with anything. Uh, it's great. This thing is hilarious. Uh, cribble, cribble, whack, bumble, rack. Yeah, fumble, sting, crumple, skin. Yeah. <laughs> humble, humble, smack, scramble, butt. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, actually. Um, I think this is this has some uh, shades of Days of Heaven for me. That Richard Gere movie with by Terrence Malick, way back, like late seventies. Uh, the movie's infamous for being filmed in the golden hour or whatever, but it was about like a couple that's kind of uh, opportunistic con artists and they try to like fuck with a guy that owns a big ranch. But I think this is like in reverse. I think the guy that owns the ranch is going to fuck with all of them and uh, possibly force himself sexually on that young boy. And uh, that should be entertaining. Probably going to be a slow burn. I'll say I'm worried. Here's what I'm worried about this movie. Um, the quote persuasion was so aggressive. Nothing short of a masterful amazingness. I mean, just, oh, God. Okay. I get it. But yeah. And then you see the young boy and it's like, oh, well, he's going to get sexually assaulted. <laughs> there's, no, there's no way this movie goes off without a, without a rape. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um I love Kirsten Dunst, but I, I her I being sad, I don't know. I, I struggled. Handle, I struggled with I got, my word. I can handle three hours of that. Um, Amanda. What? <laughs> what more do you want from a film other than sexual molestation of okay. children? And cattle. <laughs> I Okay. I, I struggled with my worried because there are several scenes in here that I'm laughing at, but I'm laughing at the movie. Not because of the movie. Like like when he 
says, what girl made this flower? And the kid says, I made it. I laughed at that. Yeah. Because that's the moment you know that he's going to get raped. And when when the kid fell off the horse and Cumberbatch and his buddies were were like, (laughs) I laughed at that as well. (laughs) We should rape him. So there could be enjoyment to be had here. It's just one of those that's like, I'm sure that all of the main actors are going to do a very good job, but it's going to be ultimately a depressing movie that I don't want to watch. How about you, Daniel? You you feeling some Oscar glory for Benedict uh, Cumbers match? Uh, Westerns are a hard sell for me. Really dramatic Westerns are even harder. Um, So it's just, it didn't have a chance before it even started, but kind of weird to that the, the bumble narc is even in this because <laughs> like I, I get it he's a high caliber actor i'm sure he pulls it off i'm sure he does it well i'm sure you'd even deserve some sort of accolade for it it's just like okay what so is, is what else is happening in this movie besides that gay boy getting raped i think he's fucking with the whole thing i think he's an evil What's motherfucker the- that's gonna f- try to fuck up their marriage and is he just kid. like a curmudgeonly rich guy in some small town or something or maybe he finds is he oh, a floater i uh, know i th- yeah i think he like owns this whole ranch and he's he's the owner of this domain and i think he thinks people owe him things including their their happiness and he's gonna just take everything from everybody and then okay, at the I end maybe re- there'll be a moral to the story about ethics because it's because like i'm trying to be fair but it might need they might need to like rework the trailer because i seriously came away from this thinking like oh this is like an old western coming of age story about a gay boy who likes to make paper roses yeah i sort of agree i was like i don't really know what the characters are doing with each other at all and i was like and who's kirsten dunst in this <laughs> i understand she's someone's mom. wife but i'm like why is she What's, i think it's the wife of his brother i think jesse plemons is, is his brother oh right. okay i thought they were okay. rivals okay no Okay, that makes more sense. Also, on the topic of Jesse Plemons, like, why is he so chubby? And I don't mean that as, like, criticizing him for being fat, but, like, he doesn't look comfortable as a fat man. Right. He's always been. Like, he doesn't. He he probably has a thyroid issue. Yeah, he looks taut. Yeah, it just looks uncomfortable all the time. Which then also makes him look kind of like a Nazi all the time. Breaking Bad, he wasn't overweight. No, he was something. This he's been. Yeah, something went down. He became famous, and then he started to get thicker. Maybe it's just you know, not everyone. Maybe casting directors were like, "You look better like that." Maybe they, yeah, maybe they like. I don't know. I just he 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 never looks comfortable. That's all I mean. It could be the beady eyes. Could be. I don't know. He just he just uh, what 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 they what do they call that? Ah, Damn it! Oh man, as I get older, I just I search for words. And I can't find them. <laughs> They're gone forever. <sighs> I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. Um, so what do, you, what do you say, Daniel? You worried or excited here? I'm, I'm worried, but it's yeah. just, uh, you know, not trying to dig into the movie. Just just worried. Fair enough. Uh, the horror movie tonight, the Fulcrum, um, it's a foreign movie. Every once in a while, we have a foreign movie, Fulcrum, because... We have to because it's interesting and it could it could be something. So we're taking a chance tonight on a movie called The Feast.
the feast. Here we go. More intense. Something we lot to do. excited i'll be honest i was on the fence a little bit for the first half of the trailer just because it was all very interesting all kind of building on a vibe and then some of the folklore stuff started pushing me to be like is this going to be like midsummer which a lot of people loved but i did not like at all but then once we started kicking it up a little bit and we start seeing some grotesque eating some heavily infected limbs people in the woods freaking out um a lot of little quote pop-ups about how grotesque and uh unnerving and just generally disgusting this movie is that piqued my interest and just as a terms of like building sort of a visceral physical reaction to horror or discomfort the notion of being uncomfortable or in a state of discomfort uh eating close-ups of eating gnashing your teeth and masticating those are all great things for building like a state of unease and disgust in horror films so it's always a good direction uh to take if you have any sort of skill which the person who made this appears to have some skill um i'm curious they don't let on a whole lot about what's happening it seems like there's maybe a club or some sort of special fancy country club where elites come to kill innocent animals and eat them and then maybe the main character, the female protagonist, has some sort of weird witch-like response to try and punish them for that. Anybody else pick up on something different? Well, the synopsis says um, um, that it's yeah, it's about a dinner party in a, in a remote house in rural Wales, and that the assembled guests 
do not realize they're about to eat their last supper. So she's this young woman serving a privileged guests at this dinner party has an agenda of some kind. And I like your speculation. I think that's probably close to the mark. They seem to be there to kill innocent things. And this could be some kind of retribution from someone who disagrees with that. But she looks, you know, like it might be more. It might be about more than that. Right. She looks pretty vicious in some of those later scenes. And and Welsh seems like a really unique language that I don't really see very often. Right. And how different it is from English. Because I was like, what is this movie? I was like, they, is this Turkish? <laughs> yeah, we don't do the foreign movies very often. But, you know, the quote persuasion and the comments on the internet suggest that like, there was a few comments from people who have seen it at film festivals. And they're... It sounds like this could be, um, I don't know, like you were saying earlier, where a concept or an idea uh, is sometimes worth taking a shot at, regardless of whether it hits all on, on all of the marks or not, that it yeah. could be a worthy entry into the genre. So, yeah. I don't know, an hour, yeah, an hour and 33 minutes, one hour, 33. So Yeah, it pulled me in by the end, and I'm, I'll, I'll give it excited. There's nothing better than uh, when you barf and serve that as the meal yeah you know nothing better than that that's very asian cinema to do that though barf and then feed it to someone that's asian yeah i think that literally happens in the movie audition really well that scene where she's at the fridge and she's puking up into that plate yeah that's gross i don't know i don't know if i can i mean i want to say excited because it's got a lot of uh, qualities that one should be excited about but i don't I don't know that I want to watch it because of the discomfort it may give me. Like the same as swallow. It's like a midsummer swallow combo. Hmm. And raw. Oh yeah. I forgot uh, raw. About that one. Yes. Yeah. I am um, I wasn't so I think it looks like it's got some good ideas like we're talking about. I'm not sure how it's gonna how the end product is gonna be, but it did help when you gave me a runtime, um, because that tells me it won't or it shouldn't at least drag out too much, which is always my fear on a lot of these more indie art house kind of horror entries. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm falling on the excited side now. Yeah. They don't know how to edit some of these indies. Yeah. They just, they hang on to too much stuff because they're afraid to let go of their baby or whatever. Yeah. A lot of masturbating. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and that word you used earlier, masticate that, that word is always, every time someone says that word, such an effective word. Mm-hmm. Masticate. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I'll fall excited. That's fine. I don't know that I'll actually end up watching it because it's going to make me uncomfortable. I don't, I, don't, I don't sit down when I come home and be like, oh, let's feel uncomfortable and watch this <laughs> movie that's going to make me feel weird and uncomfortable. <laughs> but anyway, in turn, what are, you, what are you saying here? Worried or excited? Well, I'm going to have an easier time sinking my teeth into this one than watching Swallow, which is the oldest film in TPP that I have yet to watch. Oh, Swallow's pretty good. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. You'll you'll like it. Unless you have an oral fixation issue. Uh, uh, well, that trailer just made me the most uncomfortable out of yeah, I any haven't, trailer. I haven't watched it either. I'm terrified of watching that movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm also put off by the notion of swallowing sharp objects. But uh I I, I made it through. It's not as crushing as you think. Uh, well, 
uh, you know, uh, bon appetit. <laughs> Are you like a parody version of like a modern day critic? You're like, this is something I can sink my teeth into. Mm-hmm. Bon appetit. Okay, so uh, that's 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 an official excited from you then. Uh, sure. Yeah. I need you to say the words. Uh, I'm excited to watch a non-English horror film. Excellent. I liked the last one quite a bit. Which one was that? Mommy? Uh, good Night Mommy or good something? Good Night Mommy. Right, right. Yeah, yeah that was a good one. I like that one. Two twin kids or whatever. Okay, cool. Okay, guys. It's time. It's time for Licorice Pizza. Licorice Pizza. Here we go. It's a god awful small affair. To the girl with the mousy hair. I'm at the girl with Mary one day. But her mommy is yelling no. And her daddy has told her to go. Listen, young lady. But her friend is nowhere to be seen. So how'd you become such a hot shot actor? I'm a showman. That's what I'm meant to do. To the seat with the clearest view wow, 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 wow. And she's hooked to the silver screen Do you know who I am? Yeah Do you know uh, who my girlfriend is? Barbara Streisand? Barbara Streisand Sand Sand, yeah, like sands Like the ocean, like beaches. Barbara Streisand? <sighs> no, but Streisand Sand But the film is a sad thing This is faith that brought us together she's lived ten times or more Our roads took us here She could spit in the eye you're not my director. They ask to the song. Do you really want to see my boobs? Can I touch them? See you tomorrow. I think it's weird to hang out with Gary and his friends all the time. I think it's weird that I hang out with Gary and his 15-year-old friends all the time. I'm not going to forget you. Just like you're not going to forget me. Gross. Nathan, Licorice Pizza, where you're excited. Paul Thomas Anderson. <clears throat> this is the first acting role for Cooper Hoffman, the son of Philip Seymour Hoffman. 
It is Paul Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson's fifth consecutive period piece, his sixth in total. Uh, I love some of these comments on the internet. Uh, I've never seen so many shots in a trailer from what looks like every scene in the entire movie and still have no idea what's going on. (laughs) And then this one was just, so it's Boogie Nights just with less sucking and fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. That's kind of the vibe it has. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's got a great vibe. And the the lighting, the lighting, there's something going on about the lighting. They filmed a lot in the golden hour here because you can see the sun just setting in the background in a lot of these shots. And it just looks, it looks great. And, um, yeah, it looks like it's got a nice vibe you could settle into. I couldn't find the runtime. Hopefully it's not ridiculous because that could kill it. If it's, you know, around, well, around two hours, then, then great. This could be a nice, relaxing, no effort required. Holy shit, the son of Se- Philip Seymour Hoffman's doing a pretty good job. And this girl, um, what's her name? Alana Haim or Haim, the lead. She's yeah. very interesting looking. First of all, and everyone in this movie is interesting looking yeah, aside from Sean Penn. That's uh, yeah. Well, he just looks like Sean Penn who's right. had plastic surgery to keep looking like Sean Penn or something. <laughs> Even Bradley Cooper's got like a weird look with that beard yeah. he's got. And the character that he's playing, uh, Bradley Cooper is playing is producer, John Peters. Who's like a not- notorious weirdo producer that produced the original star is born with Barbra Streisand. Cause he was the boyfriend of, her at the time <clears throat> but anyway oh, what a what a full circle yeah yeah <laughs> he was actually given an executive producer credit on bradley cooper's star is born but he bradley cooper said that he had nothing to do with the movie he was just given the, the executive producer oh, credit. God. well i mean i watched a, a thing from kevin smith actually on youtube one of his little interactive chats he does and he talked about an an experience he had with John Peters and John Peters is, yeah, he sounds like a crazy person. So that's why some of those scenes look like he's a crazy person. Cause apparently he was, um, yeah. Yeah. Everybody looks unique. This Heim girl, uh, Andrew was telling me earlier, I'll maybe let him tell who Heim is. I'm excited and I'll toss it to him and he can tell you who she is. She's an entrepreneur of some kind. Well, she's just in a band. Well, she's, a, self, sisters. she's a self-starter. She's in Heim. She's a go-getter. This best-selling, <laughs> best-selling band. They sell out everywhere, apparently. Right, and PTA made uh, some of their good. videos, right? Yeah, he's he's done a few videos, and they're usually longer ones, like where they play three, three or four songs. So PTA likes them, does some of the videos for their music group, and then casts one of the members of the band in his movie as the female lead. Why is he filming a young girl band? Yeah. No, that's weird. You're right. That's weird. Really weird. That's weird. And then one of them, he likes a lot enough to make her a lead. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. No, you're bringing, do you, do you think that, uh, I was, I was thinking lead has anything mm. on Maya Rudolph. I was, I was thinking very positively about this whole thing until now. Now I'm, now I'm going real dark. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about Maya Rudolph? Well, that's PTA's wife. Oh. I didn't know I that. Could, I could see her as one of those like gate gatekeeper chicks that who like no. procures women for her der- der- deranged <laughs> uh, husband. I can't see that. Maybe maybe this band like played at their kid's school. You know, I think they're all just really close. <sighs> He's been doing their videos since they started. He's done other videos of rock rock people. 
I don't know. Is this I'm movie about Barbara Streisand? <laughs> I think I think he's got Paul Thomas Anderson's got like uh, connections to old Hollywood because his dad was the announcer on the Carol Burnett show. Hmm. So there's like maybe some connections there with like you know maybe the corruption of Hollywood and the evil that goes on there is embedded in his family tree. Sorry, I'm I'm still lost. Did intern stop talking? I don't think he did. Uh, less he said hardly anything. <laughs> and fucking. No. no. I am so jacked. I don't care what it's about. I don't care who's in it. Paul Thomas Anderson's directed it. It's going to be a, a masterpiece. The same as Dune, you know? No, you said Last in Night in Soho was going to be a masterpiece. Yeah. And if anyone else would decide to watch that movie, I could have talked about how great it was. Okay. But, you know, nobody did, so... So, licorice pizza, excited, less sucking and fucking. <laughs> um, the runtime on this movie is two hours, 13 minutes. Oh, you found it. I did. That's not bad. For a PTA movie, that's not bad. It's it's not. Um, I want to be excited about it because I love... At one, I love teenagers being awkward. Um, it's one of my favorite things. I also love, you know, this time period. Um, I do like that everybody is just sort of not attractive traditionally Mm -hmm. my concern is that yeah we watched this trailer that was um by no means short and i have i haven't a clue what the plot is so it might just be a meandering um two hours of watching people just sort of live their life and that concerns me i want to let you know that uh this young lady here Alana Heim. She's 30. Okay. Okay, so, so she's like supposed to be in her early band. 20s. His point is that he's not following around a teenage band. Oh, oh, okay. 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 It's still a it's still a PTA girl band. Not heard of. <laughs> okay, can we talk about your pronunciation of her last name? Because Corey, Corey Haim is spelt the same way. Who's Corey Haim? Oh my god. Is this chick Jewish? I don't know, probably. <laughs> that's that's why I thought you were like I'm, pronouncing it that way. I'm, uh-huh. I don't know nothing. Yeah, you don't. I uh, yeah. For all, now I'm kind of thrown because for like three quarters of this trailer, I thought it was about like the young love story of Barbara Streisand. I thought this was a biopic. You <laughs> <laughs> were like big nose Streisand. They keep talking about Barbara Streisand. Mm-hmm. I thought this was like her young life and then her adult life is the Bradley Cooper era. Mm. Um, but no, it's all coinciding at the same time. And it's just about a couple of teenagers. I don't know. Can he link later this? Is he good at this meandering? Um, I think that it is going to have meandering. I think that it's just going to be like a snapshot of these people's lives. I kind of really take it or leave it on this one, but I think I'm curious enough about Hoffman kids performance. I think I'll, I'll nudge it over and do excited just because, uh, if nothing else, I think that 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 female lead, she seems like she kills it. So she should be entertaining for most of it. Yeah, just refreshing for a couple of, even if it is nepotism for like some fresh faces that yeah. aren't, yeah, that don't. Look and, he, like. and he looks like he's bringing it. It doesn't look like he's doing bad. Yeah. So and he looks good. I agree. I agree. So everybody's excited about this, except uh, I think Amanda was a little he- hesitant. I'm a little hesitant, but you know, sure. Okay. Sounds good. So trailer number five was initially going to be something musical. 
but it's being pushed because the release date of Ghostbusters forces us to do it now. So, <gasps> Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Here we go. What are you doing here in Somerville anyway? Honestly, my mom won't say it, but we're completely broke. And the only thing that's left in our name is this creepy old farmhouse our grandfather left us in the middle of nowhere. Why'd you bring me up here? Entertainment value. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Somehow, a town that isn't anywhere near a tectonic plate, that has no fault lines, no fracking, no loud music even, is shaking on a daily basis. Under the dining table now! Hey, remember that one summer we died under a table? I found this in my living room. Killer replica. A replica of what? A ghost trap? There hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years. New York in the 80s? It's like The Walking Dead. Your dad never mentioned this to you? It's just my mom. My grandfather died. My mom says we're just here to pick through the rubble of his life. Let's just throw this out to the group at large. Everybody, Ghostbusters, Afterlife, worried or excited? I... Let me say this right away. This feels like the more appropriate sequel to Ghostbusters than the previous all-lady Ghostbusters that came out. Well, it opens up a conversation about the gender swap because they appear to have given up on it. It appears to have been a flash in the pan or something that was interrupted by the pandemic. Do you agree? Yeah. Or just like people were just immediately like, oh, this isn't what we wanted, actually. Well, Paul, like we, we would prefer better roles or more intricate roles for women, maybe not just giving them a bunch of man roles. Yeah. Paul Rudd said that um, Kevin or no, whoever, whoever the guy was that made that uh, Ghostbusters all female one. Feig? Feig. Yeah. Paul Feig. Yeah. That. He 
you know, suffered. Like the first person through the door is always the one that uh, takes the most heat. And he opened the door for more Ghostbusters movies, and he took a lot of heat, and the movie didn't do that well. So he thanked him because now they can make more Ghostbusters movies. Thanks for making the crappy one. Now we can make the good one. I guess that's the, yeah, yeah. And he said it in a better, more eloquent way than I did. But I mean, hey, this is this is the son of Ivan Reitman making the sequel to Ghostbusters, which will involve Dan Aykroyd and and Bill Murray and Ernie Hudson. Harold Ramis is dead. Yeah. See. Like having like, oh, my grandpa was part of the original Ghostbusters. There hasn't, there hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years. There's the Ecto-1 is in the garage rotting. Mm-hmm. They all, all these new kids have a chance to like connect with the Ghostbuster because it is a franchise that could technically go on forever. I also really like that it's kids. Yeah. And not adult people. Yeah, that's what that's what I mean. This is the sequel that should have happened. Like no and I'm not even trying to shit on the previous Ghostbusters. Just like this is the direction obviously it should have gone. This uh seems like it's really going to be like a quiet place part 2. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, just uh, taking a big fat dump on it. The, the fact that uh the original Ghostbusters was made for everyone and these new remake or whatever is uh, clearly meant for kids. Well, just like merchandising, man. So ridiculous. May as well just call it Marvel, Marvel Busters. I have a Disney, few, but it's a sequel. Plactum. Yeah. It's not a reboot. I I have a comment oh, I um, that I just want to make in general about Ghostbusters really quick, and that's that Ghostbusters is one of these movies where I watched it as a kid, and then I kind of just didn't care about it for a long, long time. And then recently, in my later life, right within the past couple of years, I just ended up watching Ghostbusters one day on the TV, and I was so amazed at how good it is. Like it's so good. The original Ghostbusters from 1984 is fucking awesome, and I didn't really realize it until the last couple of years. And I just now I watch it all the time when it's on TV because I fucking love it. It's great. You know what's not going to be great? What this? Oh my well, God. this Ghostbusters is not going to be great. Bill it's Murray. gonna be a little bit better than the all ladies one. Well Bill, which isn't very good. Bill Murray's notoriously picky and he said in an interview that he finally chose he was reluctant to reprise his role as Peter Venkman for decades, and he chose to return because quote, the script is good and it's gonna work. He probably has a debt to the Reitman family. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That could be, but it's it's there, also there is it's, potential for failure here. Yes, there is a, yeah. there is a two maybe we're two stranger things in this. Yeah, yeah, sure. There is there is definitely room for it to fail. I just think that okay. I think now we're on the we're on we're on a path that we can take forward. I feel like the last time was sort of just like a one off. But That's do we true. really need any more? Yeah, they just need, they need take, Ghostbusters universe. Oh god, they need a Ghostbusters cinematic universe. They need to combine that with Fast and Furious or. <laughs> Something may as else. well do back to the future ghostbusters no i think ghostbusters not, can have its own not, cinematic universe until, uh, happen to be ridiculous about it until zemeckis and bob gale die and their families say yes <clears throat> about the back to the future comment <sighs> um so i think another thing that could be a part of where this movie fails is it'll have too much uh tribute nostalgia they might lean into that too much like, not this trailer, but the other trailer has a bunch of Stay Puft Marshmallow Men popping out of a bag in a grocery store. 
Mm. And they look I, so cute, though. Yeah, that's, they do look cute. But I'm just saying, like, it's whether you lean into it or not. If you lean into that tribute nostalgia with them, then you might have a lot of fun. If you are offended by too much of it, then it could put you off. I don't know. Here's what but makes it a bracelet for the me. the little toys they're going to sell. All the little state puff toys. Yeah. Here's what makes it a bracelet for me. Rick Moranis cameo. <laughs> <laughs> If he's yeah. in it, it's it's good. If he's, he's not, and he has, he has to be the key master again. <sighs> and Sigourney should show up and be the gatekeeper again. So, uh, the guy that's dead, they're gonna bring back with digital. No, they're not. They'll remake him, and he'll be a ghost. No, no, <laughs> they could make him butt? a ghost, but <laughs> no. Please tell me no, no. That's got to be that's the that's the dead grandfather, isn't it, or the, the dead. It's Harold, yeah. Harold Ramis. The only thing yeah. that makes sense is yeah. a ghost, a ghost Ramis, mm. without the consent of the family to yeah. use his face. I love you that have, scene. Yeah. He just like floats in. He's like, we had half a slinky. <clears throat> I love that scene in Ghostbusters where they're checking out the fire hall and he's listing off all of these like awful things that are wrong with the building, and he goes through like five or six things that are really highly technical and just reasons why it should be condemned. The building should be <clears throat> condemned. This place is awful. And then Ackroyd slides down the pole. This is great. (laughs) You guys tried the pole yet? Can we sleep here? I mean, tonight. Can we stay here? (laughs) Classic. Oh, yeah. And if you want some spoilers, uh, I don't know if you do or not, but do you want spoiler? a spoiler for this? Sure. Uh, It's going to return the bad guy from the very first film. So Gozer is going to come back. Gozer, yeah, which is funny because everyone shits all, shits all over the second Ghostbusters film, but I love the villain in the second Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, that river of like plasma blood underneath yeah. the city. Vigo of Carpathia. Yeah, actually, that that reminds me of that bad guy in Hellboy, that evil Russian weirdo. But yeah, that is that was yeah they were in the sewer and they were trying to collect goop. Ghostbusters two wasn't that bad either. It was decent. Yeah, it's it's good. I like two also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're all excited about it, except Intern's a little afraid of the merchandising part. But you're excited about the movie, aren't you, Intern? No, not even a little bit. Really? He refuses to shard for you. I know yeah. that's what you want. I <laughs> am so worried. I'm I'm worried that everything has to be a universe. Worried. I don't care. If it was for adults and it was porno, then sure. But this is too much. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's for sucking and fucking. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's your. That's I'm your, I'm worried. Actually, that's, that's your final. That's that's your final response. F- final, final worried. Not going to move off that at all. Uh, nope. If this was your lineup that was gifted to me, you failed. Mm. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty excited. God damn it! <laughs> you have a couple of casual ones in there. <laughs> Yeah, you know what, guys? I'm pretty excited. <sighs> yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah, fine. Fine. You didn't shard. No. It's fine. If you had kept West Side Story, he would have. Yeah, he would have. No, definitely I wouldn't have. Oh. Well, there you go. Damn. Yeah, I would have tried. I would have Spencer in there. I would Spencer have. Spencer would have done it. I, oh, Spencer would have done it. Ugh. Really? Yeah. You're excited about Spencer? Ghostbusters. Sure. Uh, Spencer, is that the... Di- Princess Die movie? Yeah, Spencer. yeah I want that Mark Wahlberg too. prison movie. 
it's Chris. It's Kristen Stewart's. Uh, they're they're raving about her Diana accent. That's what it's going to come down to this year: is Lady Gaga and Kristen Stewart. Yeah, Italian versus versus English. Yeah, or the royal family will hate that movie so much they'll they'll pay money to make it not get awards. So there you go. I was going to make a joke uh, earlier too about the power of the dog. Um, in with the power of the dog, I don't know if you guys have seen the teaser. Have you seen the teaser for that? Mm. No. Where he's the man who whistles. Yeah. The, the, the teaser is just a bunch of him whistling. Yeah. And I was going to point out that he's ripping off Jurassic Park's tune. <laughs> and I made a, a mashup of his whistling and Jurassic Park. And I just would like to play it because I made oh, it. So it's Benedict Cumbersnatch uh, whistling. And it's clearly a ripoff. As as you can see, it's very That's similar. A deep cut, Nathan. That That's pretty, yeah. It's a pretty good crossfade. I agree. <laughs> One of my better ones. <sighs> Rapid fire. Yeah. No, that's a terrible clip. The fact that she loves the fact that Amanda loves that clip so much just burns me. Because <laughs> Rapid Fire is so terrible. It's one of the worst ones I've ever done. She just loves it. Oh, we're making my ringtune. <laughs> terrible. I love it. What's wrong with it? It's awful. Yeah. Because once you get no. good at making these things, you like look back at the first ones that you made and you're like, oh, so amateur and rudimentary. <laughs> but those are the ones that people love because they've heard them so many times. This I think I love I it because it sounds terrible. Yeah, I think that's why you love it too. <laughs> Rapid vibe. Yeah. Gotta let's leave let's hear it. I want to hear it. Oh, you want to hear it? Okay. Where is it? Oh, God. Rapid fire! <laughs> So What's terrible. wrong with that? It's terrible. It's, <laughs> at least you're not speaking a dumb language or singing out of key or <laughs> laughing stupidly. But what you that was all on purpose. You recorded that yourself things I'm and did the time. I like things. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I did a lot of things for this podcast and made fun of myself. <laughs> That is a one lot of the of best ones. I did it a lot. Uh, it I need, so I, need the, I, I need the I'm I've decided to kill myself quote please. <laughs> okay, Since right. this show was the only thing I had going for me in my life, <laughs> I have decided to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Mm.